0: And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince. I'm here with my co-host Stevie D. Stevie D, how are you today? I know I'm driving you a little crazy here, Stevie D. Let me switch it up for you. <laughs> in,
1: in, uh, you go there. You go there. You go.
0: How are we doing? Light. I I know you know left right right left you know. So how are we doing this week?
1: I'm feeling pretty good coming off a of
0: victory. Well, you yes you are yes you are. Um, I'm not so well. Right, Not only am I coming off an L, but uh, my team along with several others in the NFL are have some serious injuries. Um, you know if, if we look around the league, the the landscape, probably the biggest one, Justin Jefferson, right and who was put on IR because of the hamstring, like you said, just stretch, but you know put, put on the IR because of the industry in injury. The reason why I bring this one up Stevie D because actually this goes towards your jets right because now all of a sudden that that <laughs> now all of a sudden what was just kind of whispers that we heard right that people were kind of deflecting saying no 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 uh as we come and approach Halloween which is of course the trade deadline uh now all of a sudden there's one Kirk Cousins who may become available. Now, let let me say this, and and I don't mean to get your blood pressure up. I I, I don't mean to get the blood boiling because I think we both are in the same mindset of Cousins. However, if, if the Vikings were to trade Cousins, you are basically telling your fan base, the season's over. You... Just because you lose one player and he's a dynamic player doesn't mean that the
1: season's over. At one and four, and your best weapon is on IR for four weeks. It's still just the Lions that you're dealing with.
2: It's just
1: yeah, the but it, but, it, but it, it, it's it's are you going to catch the Lions? I mean, can the Lions collapse? Can anything happen? Sure, I think having a. And, you know, the Jet fans know, you know, back in uh, 2002 on the Herm Edwards, right? Everybody wrote us off and we played to win the game. Famous line. I'm glad that I, I set you up. I wanted you to, you know, talk Jets. So thank you. Um, And, you know, they came back and won the division. So anything's possible after a rough start. Sure. You, you never know how it, it's going to bounce. Right. But I think the game has, has changed over the last 21 years since that happened with the Jets. And, and so this could be a really good opportunity for the Vikings to reset um, and put them in position of drafting a replacement for Kirk Cousins. Uh, so whether Kevin O'Connell and, and the staff want to do that Minnesota, two different things, I'm just saying it gives them that opportunity. Now, it's from a Jets dollar perspective. If you make the trade around week eight, it's more feasible to see if you can get it to fit underneath the existing cap dollars when the jets are screwed. no, no, you're good,
0: you're good. Just like the Randy Gregory deal that just went down. Okay. Right? You tell Minnesota we'll take him off your hands.
1: Sure, if you pay that salary,
0: you gotta pay that salary. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And, and we're good. Because yeah, he, he, he's, he's a free possible. agent at the end of this year, so that's there's right. nothing on the books. Nothing.
1: And I think his salary on the books this year. The way it came out, I, I could have sworn I started on OverTheCap.com at 10 million dollars. Um, is what his, his cap hit was this year. Um, and so it's a very manageable trade. When you think about it, at, at week eight, you're only gonna pick up nine games, right. so nine games out of that ten million is what a little over five million. I, I it, it, it really out
0: it out. just to to sweeten the pot for them, you're all you're doing is just adding um Maybe additional draft capital to make it happen. The question is, you know, and, and we kind of preempted a little bit, right? You got your victory. Um, you're not out of it, and, and you're not out of a wild card. No, right? No. In, in in all in all fairness, you're not out of it, and you're not out of a wild card. Yeah, the question is, of... do, do you want do you want Kirk Cousins?
1: No, I don't. I don't.
0: I I don't. Do, do, do do the Jets want Kirk Cousins, not the Stevie D.
1: <laughs> well, it's what I want. It's the heck with Joe Douglas and Robin Sala and, and team. It's what I want. Right. It's our show. It's not their show. Their name's not on there. Right? Okay. But, uh, no, in all in all seriousness, it, it's uh I think they want good quarterback play, but you know, I don't think they're gonna do the trade. Whether they want to or not, I don't think the trade's gonna happen. I don't think so either. But this week, well, this is a tough week for you. We got, I mean, we're, we got we're, bigger we're problems. Big. We got. I mean, we lost a right tackle to a, uh, a Achilles, right? So our line, yeah, it's going through a little bit of a shift now. And and do you you have to shift resources to sign linemen, right? Because you're, you're down. We have been we signed another lineman uh, yesterday to the practice squad um, that has familiarity with with Hackett and Green Bay, um, but uh, in, in the end. I don't think we're making a trade for a quarterback. I think, hey, Rob, what's going on, bud?
0: That's um, what I'm
1: talking about. And, uh, I don't think they're gonna hey, make the trade, I think Stevie, a ride do You or just die. Don't
0: understand the hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Buffalo.
1: That's how we greet each other. That's right? great. We say go. We say go, great. Bills.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I don't think they're making a trade. I think they're gonna ride or die with with uh, with, with Zach Wilson. I, I think Zach is showing some signs of growth and then we're going to go over some things today that you scratch your head at um, um from a from a three year three year player in the league um there's certain things you can't do um, I
0: I'm I am I will say going back to the Vikings I am a little shocked with the Vikings their play this year um you know I I, I don't think Delvin Cook was was the effect right um but certainly something is a little off. I mean, they, they got lucky last year. We know this, right? Yeah. They they had, and no disrespect to the Vikings or the Viking fans that may be out there, but they got lucky, right? They they were winning all of these close games in miracle fashion, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I what I would say is take half of those and convert those to losses. The other half convert to wins, right? But if you do that, that does not equal one in four. So something is is off,
1: but they've been transitioning and getting rid of players on the defense side of the ball. The money, right? At some point, bills come due, and these players getting paid, and there's only so much that goes around. And so, I think they've been shedding some payroll to make that space for Jefferson when that bill comes due. Um, And so, it's really that roster over the last two years (laughs) has been going down.
0: Rob, we absolutely did. (laughs) We absolutely did. That that was the fumble at the goal line.
1: The lucky catch you. by Jefferson. I mean, yes. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously. I mean, that was just an unbelievable catch. And and how he held on to that ball. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but that was the story of the Vikings, though, right? It was the miracle Vikings. Um
0: uh, it was. And, and it was. Uh, so
1: I mean, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Obviously, this podcast is not focused on that. It's the injuries, right? in – you know, talking about Justin Jefferson, how that leads into potential of Kirk Cousins' move. But when we look big picture and then shrink it into, you know, our spectrum here, when you look at the Bills, you look at the Jets. It's hard for me to talk about my Bills injuries because at one point we were healthy. We were so healthy in getting Von Miller back. Right. Just think about that. Right. You're sitting there and you're like, all right, we had week one. We fumbled week one. Right. We got week two and Vaughn's going to come back in a couple of weeks. And you're going to have this elite defense. You're going to have this, you know, elite offense that is improving week after week. And then I start drinking that Kool-Aid. I got to stop drinking that Kool-Aid i to mean, tell you that right now. I I talk about being even keel. I talk about, you know, we're taking one game at a time, one week at a time. I gotta stop looking past that week, Stevie D, because in doing so, and, and I'll take full responsibility to to all the Bills mafia, to the Bills fans that are out there. I I I'm gonna take the responsibility. I did one thing. I stopped drafting Bills on my fantasy team because I felt as though, just like Gabe Davis, when I selected him last year, then all of a sudden the ankle injury. Right? I, I'm stopping this stuff, so I didn't take any Bills. But I and and I stopped the 17 and 0 or the 16 and 0, 17 and 0. And did, I tried I don't to warn
1: it, you about that one. You didn't take my advice.
0: I every year for those of you who are out there, maybe new to the podcast. Every year, Bills are going 16 and 0. I look at a schedule. There's nobody that could stop us. And we know what happened so uh, i tried to temper all of that right what can i do to help us get over that hump and then i started drinking the kool aid dvd i really did because i believe right For- i have that red white and blue flowing through my veins
1: i believe in. i know but you're okay to believe that you the injury bug just it was like like a tornado it came in and left and left the team in shambles on defense. It was incredible. It's incredible how that tornado came through and ripped your defense apart. And then left. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and and you're right about the roster depth. Uh, you, you know, it I'm not ready, Rob. I'm not ready to to say devastating. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm close. <laughs> I'm close. But you know, being being that fan, right, as I said, I got red, white, and blue flowing through the veins. I do have blue and gold for my Sabres <laughs> on the other side. It, it, it's a mess inside, right? But still, that when when you see what happened after the London game, it just guts you, Stevie D. I know you had that with Rogers, right? But I think it's a little different. Right. There's a there's a difference, but it's still the same because I all of a sudden you you lose Milano. Milano being just it's hard to explain. Milano is a Buffalo Bill. I don't mean a Buffalo Bill because he wears the jersey. I don't mean a Buffalo Bill because he signs a contract. He embodies what we are in the 716. I know I'm out of the 716. It's, this is just temporary housing. Let you know that. <laughs> but he embodies what we are, right? He is, quote unquote, that lunch pail guy. Right. He goes and he busts his butt every single down. And, and that's what we are. Right. And that's why everybody gravitates to him. In his play, and then he makes great plays, and you gotta love it, right? He is a throwback to those late '80s, early '90s Bills. He could be on that team, and for that to happen to him, right? And then you're left with, and, and no disrespect to the guys that are there, right? But you're left with a lot of guys with question marks next to their name, right? We've seen some good things from Bernard, but you don't know, right? You got Dotson, you don't know, and then and then you you, you got. Whoever, right? You know, the rail inspector coming in and you know, AJ Klein coming back, right? Oh, fool, oh, hippie. right? But you lose it. It that hurts. And then if you start going into going into it from the psychological perspective, you lose Daquan Jones. Right. Yeah, we talked about and that. We did. It's and, and, when, and when people look at that, you know, you know, the name may not resonate you know, to to the first page of the sports page, right? But if you actually read through and you understand, you watch the film, you see what he does, right? He's commanding the double teams, right? Which in turn allows Ed Oliver then to become the best Ed Oliver that he can be. Yeah, And we've seen that year after year over these last couple of years since he's been on the team, right? Yeah, we and talked Ed has flourished.
1: We talked that when 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 he went down, the impact it's going to have to allow Ed Oliver to be Ed Oliver, uh, right? It's his Batman to his Robin, right? It it's, he is uh, right. So um, I, look, those are tough ones. I, look, your team played, and we'll get into more of your game. But you know, when you think of what happened in that game, right? You you lost Trey the week before, so you already knew about that, right? And then Milano goes down, Jones going down, Rousseau wasn't there. I think Poyer got banged up for a little bit of time, but he came back. Uh, it was almost like the body bag game right back in the day with the, with the Eagles, right? They called it the body bag game with, with Buddy Ryan's defense. Yeah. Uh, against the Redskins, uh, the Commanders, however you want to call it. But uh, it was just – it was wild to see. Well, it,
0: it, it reminded me of the Miami game the year before. That That's what game two – again, when we played in that cesspool of Hard Rock Stadium – where we're sitting in, in, in hell's devil's playground, right? 199 degrees on our side, a cool 72 degrees on their side
1: with shade. You say you're exaggerating. It was the, 156. I, am not. It was 156, so. <laughs> I mean, we have every- a turkey on the sideline. Jesus. Dehydration.
0: Heat heat exhaustion, cramps, whatever you want to put out there, and they're on the side, and then they get mad because they get hit with a snowball. Are you kidding me? Suck it up, McDaniel. But I I digress, right? I you know not to go in the memory bank or anything like that. But you know, it it, it was painful, Stevie D. It really was painful, um, and, and to to see where we are now. Being a true Bills fan. Right, you got to turn the page right you, you you put a little bookmark in there because according to McDermott right we're not gonna we're we're not gonna write these guys off for the entire season even though in my heart of hearts
1: I think, in you out, I think you say that to to your players to try and keep out hope and keep them driving that hey these players are going to come back but <clears throat> some tough injuries you're asking those guys to come back for you know, in week five and beyond. Um, it just makes it hard to come back during the regular season. Uh, it, but it I'll tell you, I thought they played hard on the defense side of the ball. Your offensive side of the ball was a little different story, but your defense, I thought they played hard uh, with all the injuries. I mean, I was trying to explain to some folks that I work with, you know, because we talk bills because they're chief fans. Right. Uh, and, uh, and so we, we, we talked through it and I said, you know, all that man, the bills, this or that. I said, you, you don't even know what the Bills went through, so you shouldn't even comment on it. When, when a team loses that many starters, right, and then your twos are coming in, and then your twos get banged up a little bit here and there during a game, it's tough, and, and they they held they held their own as a whole. Um, I mean, think about what your secondary went through and how, how thin your secondary was going into that game. So I, I thought your defense played commendably uh, against the Jaguars. Um, I just thought your offense was a little bit asleep there uh, in the in the first three and a half quarters. We're
0: going to talk about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know we're we going
0: to talk about that. I, I do give the I. I first of all, I think the Bills are a better team than the Jaguars for whatever reason. We have always been a better team than the Jaguars, but they seem to be that one. A kryptonite. It, a kryptonite. it, it, it is. They they seem to be that one. We have to get over that. Out. Um, but yeah, so yeah, obviously we're facing a lot of injuries. We potentially are getting some guys back, which is good. Hmm. Um, but you know, I again, I hate losing Milano. Uh, but sometimes I hate you, I hate you,
1: when you guys lose an Italian. It's never good. I
0: mean, <laughs> I like but you, at the game. end of the day, you you have to find that rainbow right at the other side, and that rainbow at the other side, you know younger guys that probably did not have a chance to get a to get on the field to get those real reps, right? Can actually show what they can do in game situations outside of what they're doing in practice or on the practice squad or scout team or what have you, right? So you're mind, gonna have these guys up. that that are gonna be out there. I'm sorry.
1: Next man up I'm mean, asking it, 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 it is it, and and
0: truly that, right. that 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 is what you know what it boils down to. And it, all it, those
1: guys that you're referencing not that they want anybody to get hurt, but they want to get in and play. They want to show what their value is to the organization. And now they're getting their, their chance. So, absolutely. Good for them in a weird way. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. T- <laughs> T- <laughs>
0: Ooh, shot fired. I like that windbag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tom, he, he told me he was going to do it, but Tom's. I'm going to. I'm probably going to mess this up. But Tom's cousin. If you look, look at the name, he's the defensive coordinator for Texas Tech. Or is it the Texas Red Raiders? Tech? Is it is it A and M? Tom, is it A and M or? Uh, or uh, Texas Tech?
0: Oh, I um, hope it's not a and I hope it's Texas Tech because that's where Mahomes went. Mahomes, did go to Texas Tech. Yeah. Oh, it's A&M. Oh, it's uh, A&M? Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So, Thomas, here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. I'm a Florida State Seminole fan. I don't think anything else needs to be said after that. Aside for I can't stand Jimbo Fisher. Oh, oh, he's yeah. the cool okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I gotta give kudos to Tom. He said he was gonna do it. <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> so, uh, so so Tom, Tom and I worked together. Um, tremendous guy. A uh, lot of knowledge. He's a Seahawks fan. He's from the state of Washington originally. He's down in Arizona now, so he's a he's a Seahawks fan. Um okay. And you know, but he drives a a four cylinder Camaro, so he really doesn't get any respect. Um, (laughs) It's like like getting that EcoBoost muscle muscle car, right, Tom? So, so as a Seahawks fan, long long Seahawks fan, we just
0: had the conversation because your Jets played the Broncos. Right. Talking about Russell Wilson, right? And when when you look at Russell Wilson, I I've never been a fan. Never been a fan of Russell Wilson. And, you know, a lot of this all goes back to the Super Bowl where you decided you wanted to be the hero. Right. And when you want to be the hero, you, you, you know what happens. Right. Yet the butler did it. And so, um, yeah, I would be curious as to his take, his thoughts on Russell Wilson. Oh, still throwing more shade.
1: You know, because he's a he's a Camaro guy, right? And so, oh. you know, so you know, I, I they came out and said uh, they were, I think Ford said they were going to pump some noise into the the sound of the car, like some artificial noise. So he's been busting my chops about that. But you know, you, you can't call yourself a muscle car when you when you you know go from production to non production years, back to production years, back to canceling the line. At least the Ford Mustang, it's been true. Try, true Ooh. since the sixties. So. I, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got we gotta bring it back. But you know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where this is going. So, so, so Stevie, D. he, he, uh, he, he had a reply. Let's so see
0: what. Uh, oh, let's see. When we left the Seahawks and we had the first game with him, we needed that win so bad. Yeah.
1: You know, you know the thing with Russell is that he did a lot of good things in Seattle. Right, he he did a lot of good things in Seattle. It just when it went bad, it went bad quick. I think he he had what a hand injury, uh, a thumb injury or something, and he was missing. And then he came back, and he just was a shell of himself. And that's when it started talking to like they're going to run the ball more. And then Schottenheimer was, you know, then they let Schottenheimer go right, and then and then it just kind of snowballed, and then they, they made the trade. Um, and now he's two years out, and I think that Seahawks really. I didn't think of Gino as a starting quarterback. Kudos to them that they saw what they saw, and you know the rest sure. of history. You for know there in, in Seattle, and I'm happy for Gino because he got a raw deal with the Jets. That whole thing that happened with uh, IK getting knocked out uh, <laughs> only only can happen with the Jets, um, and, and good for him um, that he got he's got a shot. You know, you talked about this before, Vince. Right? Is that when you're not a number one pick, or you've been cut and you've been regulated as a backup? It's very hard for you to get that chance again in the NFL. It and is. And for staying the course, showing value when given an opportunity in Seattle and performing. And then obviously Pete Cowell was comfortable enough to say, let's trade Russell. Let's get some draft capital Cause we got a quarterback in Gino. Let, let, let's do it. And and they did it. And well, he didn't, he didn't say that right away. No, but I, Gino, I mean, yeah, Gino was in a battle
0: that he was not winning. Would Drew lock? Yeah. He yeah. was not winning early. And, and then I mean, he started what? to pick it up.
2: Yeah,
0: He started to pick it up. Rob, Rob asked, so off the topic, the Bills and Jets are related. <laughs> Does uh, Belichick fire head coach, but vice versa? It's a good question, right? It, yeah, it's it's you know, well, Bill it,
1: O'Brien, right? It was the whole Bill O'Brien thing in Houston. There's Bill O'Brien oh. fighting Bill <clears throat> O'Brien, right? Right. Um, we we still are
0: trying to figure out who made the first
1: call. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting in New England. There's a and we talked about it, you know, over the week or over the over the weekend during the week, um, with Belichick. It's I call it they're in this Tom Landry era, right? Yep. you're there 20-something years, had a lot of success, obviously won a ton of Super Bowls with an asterisk, but won a ton of Super Bowls. Um and really exhibition consumed. games.
0: We by exhibition the way, for, for those that are new to the show. Uh, we call those exhibition games, and and there's a reason behind it. You have the AFC and NFC championship games, right, played on home fields with the fans, your fans, right? You get all the hoopla and exposure. But once you go to this exhibition game, it becomes a whole production, right? You have parties. You have so? speaking events. Can't handle distractions, you, you have Hall of Fame inductions. You have all this going on. Then the game starts. You take 20 minutes between all the different anthems and songs before the game. You have a flyover. You have a fireworks display. There's smoke on the field. You can't even see past 10 yards in front of you. Then you have halftime that lasts 30 minutes. So now you're sitting in the locker room. It's all an exhibition game. You're professional.
1: You got to be able to handle stuff being thrown at you. It has nothing to do with it. Oh, but but going back to, to to Belichick, you know when when you, you I think it's the Tom Landry effect. He's been there so long The game. Like if you remember Tom Landry, his offense was innovative in the seventies. Thank you, Rob. Was innovative in the seventies when it got to the eighties and the talent level wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, he's not adapting as the game is changing. He's yeah. falling behind, right? And then, geez, by the mid eighties, I mean it was rock bottom for the Cowboys. And then. New guy comes in from Arkansas, Jerry Jones, buys the team, and he does the dirty deed of firing. The best move the Cowboys did was sell the team to allow Jerry Jones to fire Tom Landry. It, it, People may say that was cruel, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and we thank you for your 27 years of service. I mean, that's historic when you think about it, 27 years. But unfortunately, it comes to everybody. Age catches up to you, whatever the case. He's just – He's not a personnel guy. Personally, for me, he's not a. Per- I wouldn't allow him to do the personnel for my team. I agree. I I wouldn't do that if if and I other people are saying I'm not the one coming up with it. I could keep Belichick as a coach. I just got to let somebody else shop for the groceries.
0: Ooh, Absolutely. Who said that?
1: Who said that? Who said that? Hmm, Bill Parcells. <laughs> right. I would let somebody else shop for the groceries because Bill, the GM, is 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 whiffing. Uh, but, but let uh, me ask you, look, look. In in all fairness, have we ever seen that work
0: where you are the head coach and tough. the GM, right? And, and when, right? when we say GM, you know, you you are in charge of player personnel, right? You need that. You need to have that ability to segregate those duties, right? And somebody else has to sit in that seat and be able to come. You come to them and you say, "Look, this is what I'm looking for." Right, and then go back and forth. If you stack the deck the way that you see it in your mind, it
1: has proven to never work. I, I don't. Uh, I I don't think it works. Um, I've seen it a few times in hockey. It didn't work in hockey. Um, I don't know of a case that it's worked in the NFL. I'm trying to think. Um, Parcells, had, it, it covered, Parcells, I think ran it for the Jets for a couple of years, but I don't think he made any blockbuster changes to the Jets that. You said, all right, we'll put him over the top. He pretty much ran with the same squad for his three years of reign with the Jets. Um, Mike Holmgren comes to mind. Didn't he get an opportunity early on he with did. the Seahawks? Um, and then they brought in a GM. Um it, and
0: I it, think it, 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 uh, it just doesn't work.
1: There's a reason right. why GMs work 16 hours a day. So you're asking you're asking your coach to do that 16-hour job, then prep your team to play games, which is another Sixteen hour a day. How does that? You can't put thirty two hours in a day. So something's got to. But, but more,
0: moreover, I mean, you you look at half of what you know the GM does. Um, that that's not really they. They would have somebody in a front office capacity to handle more of the contracts and to handle um, you know the caps and you know capologists and things of that sort. It, it's once you get to that personnel, right? Because when you get to the personnel portion. You're going to do whatever it takes, like going out in free agency and signing two tight ends who you don't need to sign to these god awful contracts, right? Those what are the about first James calls.
1: Smith and Henry, out
0: to Henry. The those are the calls that you make, but you only do that when you are in charge of player personnel, right? And you want to kind of go back to your Tom Landry. You want to go back to the Gronk Hernandez type setup, right? That that's what in your mind.
1: With Mike Patricia and Joe Judge running the show, mind you. Well, it, good point. At that time, when they signed Jonu and, and Hunter Henry. It, good good point. So right. you,
0: you, you, have to, you have to have that break. And, you know, I, honestly, I, I'm enjoying this. Right. You know, so I, I, I am so enjoying this. But I do respect Belichick as the coach. I really do. And I don't think the game is passing by – I think Belichick, as a defensive mind, we know that he's a defensive coach. I think Belichick, as a defensive mind, with the right talent, and the you put the proper pieces around him, he can compete against these high-powered offenses that are out here today.
1: He is a still still, and will be until the day he dies a defensive wizard, right? When you think of Dick LeBeau, <laughs> uh, my my uh, <laughs> Where's Mike Mayock today? I thought I saw him on the street the other day at the streetlight. I was like, "What? It's not Mike Mayock, no." But uh, when I look at um, uh, Dick LeBeau, right, he was a mastermind, and in, uh, well into his eighties when, uh, by the time he hung it up, right. So um, I don't think Belichick is gonna. I don't think that that mind will go from a defensive side of the ball. I just think he has to give up um, the GM duties. You, you you know Rob when you, when you bring up um, can you put that back um, up Yeah,
0: talking about Mac Jones, uh, never projected as a generational quarterback. We we have to be careful on that one, right? Because no, he was not. But either was ped D twelve, right? P D twelve was a six six round pick out of Michigan, lanky. We've all seen the 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 uh, uh, what what's the thing called the the.
1: the um... Yeah, that
0: photo. That <laughs> photo standing on his oh, we've all, the We've we've
1: all seen the combine photo.
0: Yes, thank you. We've all seen the combine photos in the tape, right? He he was not supposed to be there, right? And, and really, he was just a backup to so That's all he was. Never to be the heir apparent. Damn you, Jets! Changing the course of history, Moda right? Was my guy. that 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 started that change, but. I think what intrigued the Patriots was not the physical attributes, right? Was not him being a generational type quarterback, but was the mental capacity, the mental wherewithal, right? Being a winner, being being somebody that doesn't like to lose, and you know the situational uh, questions that he was answering during the combine. I, I don't think they were even looking at his physical attributes. Now, when you when you talk about a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. Yeah, they, they have the tools, right? They they have shown that they have the tools. Obviously, we see where USC in North Carolina, two schools, USC was a football school but was on a, a big decline. You're right. Caleb comes in there, re-generate, reinvigorates and energizes everybody there. You look at, 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 Drake, at Drake May in, in Carolina, it's a blue blood for basketball, right? Not, not a football school. And, and we're seeing what these guys – that have talent have been able to do, but that doesn't always transcend to the NFL, right? We don't know what's going to happen when they get to that next level. And there's a lot that goes into it. Stevie D, we've talked about luck, right? It, it's luck, square peg, round hole, right? The you, you have to have the right coaching staff in place yeah. that's willing to take these guys in and leverage their tools and abilities and not try to force them into something that they're not. Right. I
1: mean, there's so much to it, right? It's like drafting a man corner
0: and try to have him play zone. Just saying.
1: But it <laughs> yeah. you know, goes back to like the Cleveland Browns, right? Trying to develop a young quarterback for how long, right? Bad, bad coaching, bad you know, everything was bad about the organization. You you think you're drafting a savior and the guy can't do it alone, right? No. If you look at the Jets history's bumbled, you know, picks by not putting the right system around. Or, or players, and, and and really the whole organization has to come around this young quarterback and really help that young quarterback in every phase. And so some organizations don't do it well, right? The Packers kind of did it well from Favre to Rodgers, right? Uh, made that transition smooth because they did the right thing. And they're hoping that now from Rodgers to Love, you had Manning to Luck. Luck just ran out of luck and, and was out of the NFL due to injury. Um, but it's very rare do you get to draft a quarterback and heir apparent and have all those pieces in place to take off for another run. It, it's it's very rare. Right. So, sure. Um, uh, I don't know. I, again, Mac Jones, there's two things that really hurt Mac Jones. One, his second year, they wasted the growth of that 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 kid with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. It was just a disaster. I, I, everybody knew it from the outside. The way it was playing out it was an absolute disaster. But when he twists his ankle and he cries off the field, he's crying, crying. Well, Steve CBD, thank I mean, you. So I mean, the, you know the we we brought, on the I
0: mean, we brought we brought we brought up PED twelve, and I'll say his name this time. Do you think Brady would ever go off the field crying? No, no. Do you think ninety nine percent of the quarterbacks in the NFL would go off the field crying? No, that's the that's the problem. They invested in a guy, who, and and I'm not taking a shot at him per se, but I'm I'm going to take a shot, who whose mental toughness in the game, is not where it needs to be at quarterback. You're the leader. I don't care if you're, you know, We we've heard about Ronnie Lott losing a finger in the middle of a game, right? That it, it just doesn't happen. Right, we've seen these guys with horrific injuries. Right. And, and you know, they've gone, they've gone away from the team. Now, what happens in the locker room? You know, it, you know, that's none of our business. And if they shed a tear or what what have you, then that happens. This guy's getting carried down. <laughs> going down the tunnel, you know, arm wrapped around the whole nine and tears coming down. That that's not what you need. That's not the mental toughness that so. But I digress. I digress. Stevie D, Um, I'm going to go ahead and turn the mic over to you. We'll talk about your jets. Before we do, Stevie D, I wanted to offer a gift to you. That's what I'm talking about? This is a gift for you, Stevie D, because just like you and the rest of Take Flight Jets Nation But really, and I'm not going to go in on the Jet fans, but the coaching staff and the players of the Jets celebrating a victory over the Denver Broncos because you beat Sean Payton, and then the, I'm going to call it, the buffoonery, the shenanigans that are going on because you won one game against a hapless team And just because there was some bickering or or some words, some shots that were taken, right or wrong, because before he signed with the Jets, we were killing them on this show. So, right or wrong, right? But now all of a sudden, you guys want to pop champagne. So, I've decided to have a glass of champagne with your Jets for your victory.
1: And I'm so glad they did it. I am so glad they did it. F. Sean Payton. And the, and the horse he rode in the dead What are you run? talking about?
0: Seriously. you
1: know, you know I talked to you. We have you, known each other
0: for 20-plus years. What are you talking about? Dude, he took a swipe at my guys. He took a swipe at my coach. Well, right. you know what? You What you have demonstrated is that you guys, what's most important to you is not winning playoff games, is not winning championships, is not winning an exhibition game. What's most important to don't you care. is don't beating care. Sean Payton. Don't care. So we don't can care. wrap up the season. Forget or, wrap it up, Kurt, baby. C- forget the Kirk Cousins. It's over. That's it. Baby. We got our win. That's it. That's it. And and thus the Jets will stay where they are for oh. years to come in the cellar because they don't care about getting out of the cellar. They just care about a revenge game. So when we beat the Eagles this week, are you going to change your tune? Well, 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 Hold on. Before you say you beat the Eagles, what, what, what's the revenge?
1: Yeah, I don't need revenge. Did Did Jalen Hurts do something against the Jets? You know, again, see, no, maybe. maybe uh, are you going after? Are going. you going
0: after Kelsey? Because, because by way of Kelsey, the, there's Taylor Swift
1: somewhere in there. Is this what's going on? Did Did she? No, I'm just saying, you know. Why is it that Sean Payton gets the pass for opening his mouth? Breaking Nobody's the giving rule. him a pass.
0: Nobody's giving him a pass. He he was vilified in the media by external people in the media by us
1: you saying, know, "What me, are you me, doing? Me, You're you know, better you know, than that." No, no, I no, I don't want to be better than that. I don't want to be better. No,
0: than we that. said to Sean Payton, "You're better than that." I mean, they. they you, you know, know the guy what, like Sean Payton, what did we say? Behold? What did we say? We said before, Sean Payton picking on Nate Hackett is like the bully picking on the slow kid, right? That—that's what we said,
1: right? We're defending, it, we're defending. We're
0: defending. Oh! Right. But there was there was there was no need for him to do that. There was no. We all saw with our two eyes what was going on in Denver no, week it, it, after it, it, week. It, it, we were it, like,
1: it, "What are you doing?" That is really, the worst coaching job. It it would be really interesting to see how the Jets bounce off of that that game. Um, does it bring them closer together because they all were in it for their coach, and now really wants to show that you won that still game. They're
0: still hungover. They they're still hungover.
1: Drunk tanks going out
0: by sauce at night. I mean, these these guys. I mean, they were so excited. I mean, yeah. yes. Hey, congratulations! You got a victory, right? Congratulations. I'm not talking about the skill level of the team that you play. I'm not saying anything. Hey, congratulations. But if you want to celebrate, keep it in-house. That's all I got to say. Keep it in-house. You don't need to sit there and, oh, Nate, and Nate this, and Nate that. Everybody jumping Oh, come on.
1: Come on. Yeah, yeah we, we disagree.
0: We the always disagree now the the
1: these bear. days. Yeah. Hey, the coach wanted to poke the bear. Sorry. He doesn't get a pass. He doesn't got to get a pass. So he has to He has to eat everything, and he has to look at his name and all the different memes and how everybody makes fun of him, all because he had to open his mouth and be like a tough guy and and, and disguise um, or try to make him look like a hero. Um, and it just goes to show you, Sean Payton, you had a whole offseason with that team, and you couldn't do nothing with it. You're 1-4, and, and you're an embarrassment. You're an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment. Wor- worst coaching job I've ever seen. You know Worst what? I may not disagree with you on that. Worst right now, it
0: is done. it is an embarrassment over there. Yeah. You see what's going on. But you have to be bigger than that. That's I all I'm saying. That.
1: You have to be bigger than that. You only get so many opportunities to, to stick it to somebody, and I'm glad they stuck it to them.
0: Well, all right. All right.
1: If he, I, um, I don't That came in on the horse he drove in on eroding <laughs> on, and it went to the Broncos, to another franchise I can't stand because of a horse tooth quarterback they used to have. uh place. here, here we go. Now, now, now you're deflected. Now, now you're deflected. That whole organization. That's my wife.
0: It's the year I met her. <laughs> it has been bad in my life. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it has. Could happen to a fun organization. And a fighter quarterback, because I, I can't stand that guy. I, I can't stand him. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Let, let's move Let's move on. To talk to us about your Jets.
1: Well, you know, I, I thought there was good and the bad. There was good, bad, and the ugly. Um, and I think we're going to show some highlights here of some of the ugly uh, things. But let's talk about some of the good things, right? Brees Hall. Finally, they took the governor off Brees Hall, right? You called it. So, yeah. And uh, I said, we were texting early, and I said, he's going to break one today. And uh, I don't know how much later it was. It was the first play of the second half. I think he was gone. It was months, only a
0: few a few minutes after you, after you had sent that text, so it was like that next possession.
1: Yeah, so I was real I was real happy to see him get more carries. Um, he put up a buck seventy seven. So going back to the scene of the crime where he blew out his knee, uh, and go back and and do what he did. That was really good. Um, the defense made finally made some adjustments there. We got to get better at making those adjustments earlier um, because we gave up some points that. I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little pissed, right? We let them get down the field. I, again, we're going to talk about keys to victory for against the Eagles and it, and it comes down to it's two weeks in a row. We let a quarterback one wild and I'm going to call out a jet player here. And I love the guy number 47, um, uh, Bryce Huff, right? He's an edge rusher and he's really good at an edge rusher, but now it's two weeks in a row that he did a stunt from the out, from the edge. In up the middle, and he left that containment wide open, and quarterbacks gouged our defense for long runs. Mm -hmm. When you're running, if you're going to play man coverage, you have to stay disciplined in your lanes, and you can't you can't double up on one side and let a lane all the way open for the quarterback to run through it in man to man, because the guy had all day to run. Mahomes did it. Against, right, with the Chiefs, and now Russell Wilson did it. And then finally, towards the end, well, they uh, hold on. A when just a, when, when in watching that game,
0: Russell, it, it seemed to be a lot of the man coverage, right? But there were more gaps than just with, with Bryce Huff, right? It, it seemed like it was almost like all of their plays, right? Sutton, Judy, all these guys um, are just going they run in nines.
1: Well, right? it, well, they beat us on our aggressiveness early in the game. Sure. Right. Our aggressiveness with our front allowed the screens and that, that kid, McLaughlin, whoo, man, is he fast. I mean, he torched us there in the first quarter. And then he was really wasn't heard from again uh, after adjustments. But, you know, early on, we, we have to be able to hold them. He is. Hall? Whole, whole, oh, you're talking about Brees Hall. We have to, yeah. We have to stay in our lanes when you have these quarterbacks that can move, and we're going to go up against it again in, in Philly. Well, I,
0: I just I smile, Stevie D, because um, you know that that's what we used to talk about with Lamar, right? You you, you get the mobile quarterback. How do you, how do you stop the mobile quarterback? We talked about how you do it right before it happened, and. and rob rob put it up there as well right you have got to, you have got to set contain
1: yeah and, and we, we lost that contain a few times and, and they and they went off and uh later in the game they started using the spy and and russell just couldn't pull it down and run anymore and then he got into a whole bunch of trouble because he realized he couldn't run and he had to stay back there and then you know we, we were able to feast uh on him so you know so a little bit of that um uh, I thought Zach again, seventy-two percent completion. He went back to back in the seventies for completion percentage. A lot of good there. Um, he, uh, you know, there was a stat there. What have I been telling you about for weeks? Two point five seconds or less. The guy's a stud. More than that, he's got to think too much. Um, he, he just, it, it breaks down. But, that he was like a, he was eight for eight at one point.
0: You, you, you know, and and I've said it. I'm, I'm a Zach fan right i i think i'm a zach fan almost from a pity party right <laughs> because you know he was such a high high round draft pick, and it just seemed like especially watching it through your eyes that that the jets did not afford him the proper tutelage yeah. early right yeah. but you called my attention to something that it, something here that i want to show you like talk, you go talk to us a, yeah talk to us a little bit about
1: yeah, so this play was in the, on the first drive. You're going to see Zach um kind of look down on Garrett Wilson cutting across on the 5
3: and he threw it right, it tipped up. But if you could replay that one more time, close,
0: right? So what so what I noticed out of that and you may have been saying that. What I noticed out of that uh, was that the tight end Conklin that had come in motion? Oh, i I must
1: have been on mute when it was going through. Yeah, so Conklin was in motion, he just ran right up the scene and and then did like a you know, the like a post, right? And but Zach's eyes were so locked on Garrett Wilson coming across on the five, he just stayed hook line and he had Garrett Wilson all day. He, if he would have let the play develop, hey, hey,
0: he not don't mean to interrupt you uh you need to make sure that you're working with our chief marketing so that we can get the telestrator so then that way you would be able to isolate because not only did he run that post you had both defenders had bumped into each other that left him wide open
1: just if he just he was predetermined when I watched that over and over again, he was predetermined. He was going to Garrett Wilson no matter what on that play. And in this league with the Jets, you cannot afford mistakes like that because those are touchdowns. Those are confidence builders. That's it's all part of it. We went. We could have had a touchdown. Could have been seven nothing. That was three nothing. Denver right. gets a little bit of momentum. Hey, we stopped them on on a turnover at our own fifteen yard line. We kept them out of the end zone. That's a win. Let's go after it, right? And so there's so many things there that I was just I was really disappointed when I watched the replay cuz they didn't when you're watching it live you really couldn't see it as much cuz they didn't highlight Conklin going to the back of the end zone but when I watched the old 22 I was like holy cow I mean it was clear as day that Conklin was wide open and, and then and then, there, and then there was another one right these are the head scratchers
0: yeah. and and I'm not throwing shade at Zach because no, as yeah. you know I I'm, I'm a Zach fan
1: and it, it kind of you you bite the tongue on this one. Yeah, so th- this play here is right before half. We got like 13 seconds on the clock, no timeouts, and Zach throws it out to to CJ Huzama. Right, Zama catches it with 10 seconds left. One, when you watch the play, Zach's got no urgency to rush the guys to the line of scrimmage so he so he can down the ball. That's that is inexcusable. You've been playing yep. football your whole life, right? I don't want to hear he's a young quarterback. You've been playing football your whole life. You yep. have to know. Go, 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 right? He should be screaming as soon as the ball was thrown to the line, to the line, to the line, right? He should have been getting his teammates prepared for that.
0: So Um, here's where I struggle with that play. There's multiple things that I have with that play, right? First of all, somebody should have been in Zach's ear from start that says, you don't throw the ball in bounds. right? Either the guy is sitting on on the sidelines or you're throwing it in the end zone or you're throwing it out of the end zone. Those those are the only three options. And don't take a sack, right? That's all you got. Second of all, it goes to Zach. Why you've played quarterback. You know the game. Why would you throw it short? You threw it to a man eight yards from the goal line. So, and who was who had who had coverage there? So even if he were to break that tackle. You're in the red zone, which is a condensed area, which means that if he breaks that tackle, there are three, if not four, maybe five guys that are running to the ball to keep him from getting into the end zone. That That's not going to happen.
1: Hold on. Okay. I'm Salah. All right, Salah. He's talking to Hackett, right? All right, Hack. this is what we got to do. We're coming up here. We got, we got 13 seconds off. This is what we're going to do. Just remind Zach, Back of the end zone, throw it away. If nothing's there, can't take the sack, throw it away. I don't care if it gets an intentional grounding, right? Well, even that intentional grounding you can't do. So it's got to go to the back of the end zone or he's got to throw it out of bounds. Can't, can't take a sack. Just remind Zach. You got it, coach. Zach. All right, Zach, this is what we're going to do. blah, 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 blah. All right, break. Oh shoot. I forgot to tell him to throw it to the back of the end zone. At the end of the day, a coach shouldn't have to tell Zach Wilson to throw it to the back of the end zone. But again, I think it's a breakdown in communication. That's your guy us. that you were celebrating. You were just celebrating that guy. Yeah, because we won the game. But <laughs> <minute we've done. laughs> you why is not a coach anymore? <laughs> All right, so so
0: we're we're agreeing on the first two, right? One is on coaching. Two is on Zach. Three, Zama. I think, is Get on out of senior. bounds.
1: Get out of Drop, the Drop the get ball!
0: Drop the ball! Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, fair enough. Fair. Drop enough. the where? Where's the football? Like you, everybody wants to laud the the running back that that breaks away, right? It slides at the five, so that he stays in bounds. The clock runs. Game's over. Right? Doesn't get the touchdown. Right? They they want to come down on the guy that goes in for the touchdown. Well, why not coming down? Come down on the wide receiver? That catches the ball eight yards from the goal line, knowing that there's a, a, a defender right on his tail. Now, yeah, you're bigger, probably bigger than the corner, but the chances of you scoring are slim to none. Imagine if he breaks the tackle and then gets tackled at, the, say, the three. You're I not even running back TV. to drop the ball. I would have I, I put a hole in the TV. Yes it may, it made no sense where's the football IQ why are people not coming down on him as well it it was a comedy of errors when you watch this and you know as a football fan you're just sitting there, what are you
1: doing what what are you doing right and well it, I don't it, know if I was saying what are you doing exactly like that <laughs> um I think I had some other choice words that were being said in the house um, at that point in time and uh, it, it was not. It was not pretty, and I said, "That's going to be the demise, right? That's going to be the play that's going to cost us the game because of something stupid, right?" I mean, that was just stupid play all the way around, and I blame Zach Wilson as much as I blame Hackett, as much as I blame Salah. I, I didn't have as much um, uh, ill will towards CJ on that play, um, but it was inexcusable that it wasn't coached through in the helmet. Because Zach said at the end of the game, I got to own it, and I needed to throw it to the back of the end zone. That means somebody told him at the end of the game or in between, why don't you throw it to the back of the end zone? What are you doing? That means nobody told him in the headset to do that. Yeah. Because he would have said, you know, my coaches told me, throw it to the back of the end zone, throw it to the back of the end zone, there's nothing there. Don't take a sack, throw it to the back of the end zone. And I didn't do it. Right? So we know the coaches didn't say it. And so so it's so, him, it's so Rob, Rob asked the
0: question: uh, Is the struggles that Zach having? Is it confidence, or is it just that
1: he's not reading his progressions? He's not reading his progressions. I think it's confidence. He, no, he, he no he, he's playing with confidence, but like, well left up in that one game well, gets the, gets the Chiefs with the fumble, and then he's he's hanging his head. I mean, but is it that confidence? Right, and to
0: to his point, I right, guess you can tell that
1: for confidence.
0: Um, he asked He asked a question. He's thinking, and not playing the way he did at BYU. Now, in in all fairness, right? B BYU is that tweener school, right? You know, kind of flying in that. Well, they used to be flying in that independent range, right? Picking and choosing who you wanted to play and all
1: of that. However, you know, however, I, I think you're right. I think it is confidence. I think it, it, it is confidence, right? Because Right now, Hackett is coaching him and you're seeing progress because as a Jets fan jet fans, you know this. We haven't seen 70% out of Zach Wilson. We got 54% completion percentage. We were thrilled right in the first two years because he was lucky to do 54 He was more 50, 49. He's he's not a high completion percentage guy. The last two weeks, as he's getting his feet underneath this offense with the coaching, he's He's taking the sure thing. My problem I have with taking the sure thing is that you're not going through your progressions to find the guy like Tyler Conklin. You're trying to take that quick that quick throw, you know for four or five yards. Again, you get the confidence, but at the end of the day for a fully functional quarterback in the league, you have to get back in the pocket, one, two, three, Read, you know, and right, right? It, it's three seconds, two and a half, two and a, two and a quarter. Get through your progressions really quick and throw the football. He's getting rid of the football so so quickly that he doesn't have a chance to go to because he's predetermined. I'm going to Priest Hall on the flat. I'm but, going to. But to why? Zach why?
0: Why is? Why is that? Right? And because you know, I don't I mean,
1: think the Jets trust him, and I think that's the Jets are telling him, get rid of the ball.
0: There, there's, there's the problem, right? You draft this kid. Two two, two overall, right? It doesn't really mean anything because we already screwed him up. We already screwed him up. You did. But, again, you drafted him two overall. In order to be that pick, you have had to demonstrate over the course of a year, two years in a collegiate level that you have the ability. You have sat down. They've looked at the tape. You've gone through all different types of tests and everything, and they know that you can perform the skills required, Right. And some guys have a certain makeup, right? And we talk about, you know, whether you're the gunslinger, or what what have you, right? Some guys have a certain makeup. I bring you into my organization. I need to. I need to spotlight your assets, your abilities, the things that, that made you shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to square peg, round hole, right? I need to do that. If I don't do that, and now you as a professional in the one of the biggest markets you have that spotlight on you and you are failing week after week and you're getting roasted by the media you're getting roasted not only in New York but you're getting well in New Jersey but New Jersey New York you're getting roasted as well as getting roasted by the national media when all of that happens then all of a sudden your confidence
1: starts to slide he, he, this was a tale of the last two games against Kansas City. They let him throw the ball downfield. He had a lot more throws past twenty-five yards of the line of scrimmage against Kansas City than he did against Denver. I think their game plan was: we're going to run the ball, run the ball, and 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 be conservative, right? Not allow him to to um, make mistakes now. We lost our right tackle to the Achilles injury in the first quarter, so we had a little bit of adjustment on the line. So maybe that went into some of the thinking of adjusting your game plan because you weren't confident on the right side.
0: Yeah, yeah but Steve, you're talking you're talking one game. We're we're talking three but, years, no,
1: right? But but you but you got to remember, right? This is baby steps right now, right? The Jets in this first two years of existence did him no didn't didn't anything. What did they give him? You couldn't give him a line, right? You didn't give him a line to deal with the first two years. We lost our quarterback coach, right? A passing game coordinator, Greg Knapp, to an unfortunate injury. Never replaced him that year or the following year. Well, whose fault is it? Who, I'm, whose fault? I'm, I'm not blaming Zach. This is not the Zach blame game, right? I'm, that's that's what I'm saying the organizational failed this kid, right? Yes. Then you got Hackey coming in. The whole offseason was planning for Aaron Rodgers to do it. Aaron goes down the first game. Now, Hackett is now really working with Zach for the first time with the ones because everything's been geared towards Aaron Rodgers. So, in fairness, Hackett is now learning him. Now, what Hackett has done is in the last two games, we've seen completion percentages out of Zach Wilson that we've never, ever seen, and we got him back-to-back games. It's just part of the, the stepping stones for Zach Wilson. Now but that is this his game? How, that's not his game. That That's not the guy you – the guy that okay. you are so, trotting there's out another there – right. there's, there's another point okay. I wanted to bring up that I didn't, I didn't get to that, that I want to bring up. Go ahead. Zach Wilson was a one-year starter at BYU. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to bring something up, and I don't have the exact statistics to, to, to talk about it, but it, it's a real thing. I'm sure we could Google it and look it up. Our statistician is, is, is not with us today, so – um, to, to validate what I'm going to say. He's home. Where is he? he? He's home from school and he's out. Um, and so um, quarterbacks that come out of college that have played three years or more, their success rate is really high. The quarterbacks that have started only one year in college football, their success level is here. Because in college you get maturity. You've seen the game. You played a lot more. You took a lot more reps. You're throwing a lot more footballs. All of a sudden you got a one year one year starter in college coming to the NFL. That game is fast. And if you don't have a good system around them, man, hard. The stats the stats are there about the one the one year starter versus the three. It's just, it's not, it's not a good I, recipe. What, what if we would have sat Zach Wilson the first year and let him learn? No, we threw him to the wolves. We had yes. no line. We threw we had no offensive talent. And, we you go? Isn't that what we
0: have talked about though, right? We, we go on ad nauseum, especially when the draft rolls around, right? How to handle these quarterbacks that are coming out, right? I am of, of the utmost belief that you sit for the entire season, right? I will listen to you sitting for half the season, but you definitely need to sit. And it it is up to that organization to make sure that they don't have some fly-by-night journeyman like a Kevin Cobb or like a Gardner Minshew or somebody like that, as your backup. You need to have a legitimate veteran backup, who is in there that is taking the snaps? And as they take the snaps, you're allowing your rookie quarterback to watch and to learn. And you let that go on, a la Kansas City with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes.
3: Patrick but Mahomes sat for-
0: Rodgers, right? Far yes. the Rodgers. But I, I'll just use the Kansas City scenario where Mahomes sat for 15 weeks came in that that 16th to say, okay, this is what it's going to be like next year for you because next year you're going to be the guy. But he saw it all. He was in every film session. He was in every Monday morning quarterback. He was in every Saturday night walkthrough and prep. He
1: was ready. Plus he had the ability and talent. Andy Reid said how he knew Patrick Holmes was ready. He goes, because when he got into training camp, he he was an expert at 45% of the playbook. In his rookie year, um, by training camp, right. So, yeah. um, it, it's just at the end of the day, you need those reps. They're really important reps to get. And quarterbacks that don't get them, you better send them in the NFL and let them learn, because it, it's not going to go well. And and people think of, I got to draft this kid. I got to draft this kid. But they don't realize when you put him in, you you feed them to the wolves, right? You that's the reason why you're drafting so high because your team around. It's not very good. So, it's mind-boggling to me. Why wouldn't you take your prize possession that you're hoping to get 15 to 17 years out of and say, you know what? We're not going to throw him to the wolves. We're going to let Big Red, Andy Dalton come in, play for a year, right, and that, let him learn.
0: That's the, that's the perfect guy to come in. That's the perfect guy to come in. Yeah. So, Stevie D, let, let's, let's move on to you have this week. Um you, you have, some, excuse me, your keys to the Jets' victory against the Eagles. Now, I, yeah, I'm i a little surprised we haven't seen Jay. I would have thought Jay would have been lurking around here, especially this week, especially the, the bromance that had developed between you and Jay. And really, let me reverse it, between Jay and you. Um,
1: well, it's it, all about the green,
0: right? Yeah, it, you say that, but, you know, there's definitely a bromance going on. But talk to us about the
1: Eagles game this week. Yeah, so, look, the Eagles are not not going to be an easy opponent. They're, there's no doubt. They're 5-0. I don't think they're as good as last year for whatever reason. You could say that because they lost their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, they're still kind of learning these guys' new system and, and getting it all down. But they're just not the same. But my keys that I got, Philly's got a really good pass rush. The Jets' offensive line, I'm cringing. It's like going up against Buffalo's D line. It's like going up against Dallas's front line. This is another huge test. We have to figure out how to get this ball out of his hand really quick. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of that. How are we going to run? We got to run outside the tackles. We can't run up the middle um, against those guys in, in, in the middle for, for Philly. Man, they they got some big big boys in the middle. It's not going they to do. work. So if they're going to run. They're going to have to run to the outside, uh, outside the tackles, um, and in quick passes. Uh, hopefully, you get into some type of rhythm with a run game, you can open up the play action, and you can take a shot or two down downfield uh, to, to open that up a little bit. So, again, quick passes uh, to mitigate that. you got to win the battle in the trenches on both sides, right? We need Max Mitchell at right tackle to step up for Vera Tucker um, and help solidify this line again because they've been playing better. But Connor McGovern, the center, he stinks. I don't know how to put it. Watching the tape against the Broncos, it was all over the place. He was killing us. All the plays that got blew up, it blew up because he got, blow, he got blown up. He got pushed back, manhandled. It, 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 was, it, was, it was awful. The Jets could have ran for 300-plus yards if, if McGovern um, did his job and people were beating him real bad. Um, contain hurts. I talked about this earlier, right?
3: So they got to figure out how to stay in their lanes Uh oh. Uh, looks like we
1: lost DVD on that one. Uh, let's see. I'm here. You hear me? All right. Yeah, I got you. Well, I'm telling you, that was Jay. I think Jay told me I was, you know, how to contain Hurts, and, and he put the whammy on him and got me to drop there real quick. But I'd like to see us learn from the Mahomes, the Russell Wilson game. Let's not let him just go run wild, right? Uh, you got to put the other screen back up there. And then, uh, um, we have to be at least at oh. least a plus two in the turnover the turnover battle. We have to be at least a plus two. We cannot go in a negative and we can't be even. We have to steal possessions away from the Eagles and turn those into points um, because our offense is just we're not ready on the in the prime time offenses of the league. and so we got to help our defense out and, and get uh, help help the offense out and steal a couple of possessions. Um, to get some more points, uh, scenarios for me, <laughs> you know, I got to pick on Salah and everybody. Time management, guys, got to do better. Don't tell me in the press conference, got to do it right. That's what you get paid to do, Salah. You get paid to manage the game, manage the game. All scenarios, step up. You know, I'm that's one of those just because you got Ulbrich and you have Hackett doesn't mean you just let them run wild. You have to put your input during the game. You have to assert yourself. Even if you think your offensive coordinator should know to tell the quarterback to throw it to the back of the end zone, you have to reaffirm it, right? You have to step up and do what you're paid to do. Um, I like to see us get more receivers in motion. And in motion, let them run off the motion when you snap the ball. Let's get some mismatches and help all wide receivers get off of these corners, create that separation because they're already in motion. And help Zach, um, you know, get the ball out and have more uh, run catches going. Uh, so I like to see a little bit more. I talked about Connor McGovern. He just he he's got to play better. If he doesn't play better, those big boys in the middle are going to eat us. Uh, the boys from Georgia, right? They're just going to eat us alive. And Max Mitchell, how is he going to handle that rush? J.J. Reddick, how is he going to handle that rush coming off the right tackle side? So, um, and I I do, from an AVT perspective, he tore his Achilles. And still played. <laughs> he still played a play after a torn Achilles. And when he watched the tape, it wasn't pretty. the next play. Uh, because he got beat really bad because he, he, could, he couldn't he move. Um, and uh, so, um, again, sorry to yeah. hear about ABC And Achilles. But I, I give him credit for playing another play on a torn Achilles. It just didn't go well. My prediction, Jets are going to soar higher than an eagle. Take a little bit of fun from the song. Um, I say we're going to soar higher than an eagle. Jets 24. Eagles, twenty. <laughs> you yeah, come on, Aaron, give me a little credit on that. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I did that twenty-four to twenty. I, I
0: can't. I mean, I appreciate it. You, you have to, right? You're, you're. On NFL, no uh, NFL network, you're that lone wolf. I mean, go ahead, start huddling it.
1: Gotta believe if I go hey. into it thinking that we're gonna, we're gonna lose the game, what, what does that say? No,
0: so you're back
1: to my 17 and oh,
0: you're but you're you're back to my 17 and oh,
1: I just don't um, say and 0.
0: so. Okay, so Stevie D, um. As we as we move to my bills, there there is
1: a lot that is that um, I'm surprised you you've been good. I I thought this was going to come out a lot earlier. Um, I I've been disciplined uh, throughout the show. Calm, i I've tried. I I've, tr- I've tried. I I've I've tried. I just struggling. remember this is a, a PG show.
0: Well, right, it, it's family. not. It's not. It's not really that right. I mean, at at the end of the day. Well, uh, we mentioned a lot the of the
1: What's that? I'm talking about what you may say to the NFL, not about the game. It's, well, you know. Really, really
0: my my biggest issue, right? I will say that I was impressed with the way that the team continued to fight. Right? Um, but it was almost like they got their wake-up call at the end of the third quarter. Right? And why did they get their wake-up call at the end of the third quarter? Because they were jet lag. Because they were tired. Why were they jet lagged and tired, right? And that's where I really have an issue. I have an issue with everything that – and I think I told you, right? And to talk about this after a loss comes across like you have sour grapes. I don't have sour grapes, right? I think we're a better team than Jacksonville. I think at the end of the day, you put us on – that was a neutral field, but you put us on a neutral field in the United States – Right. I, I think that we would beat Jacksonville 10 times out of 10. Not nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10. I think even our second corners match up against their first quarters. Now Ridley Ridley's one hell of a hell of a hell of a receiver, but there's ways that you can shade off of him. I'm not worried about Zay Jones. Right. I'm not I'm not worried about their, their team. Travis Etienne, we we controlled him for the most part. He had the, the you know the breakout run, you know, at the end, but that doesn't matter. But what really bothered me with this game was the lack of preparation by the Buffalo Bills organization. And when I talk about the lack of preparation, first of all, Jacksonville had just played, was it Atlanta, the previous week over in Europe. Uh, They had to travel to a different state, but they were already there. Right. And when you talk about jet lag, jet lag is real. Right. Right. I I don't care what, you know, since the, the beginning of time, jet lag is real. Right. And I know. Going from the west to the east and from east to the west and back and forth. Right. It's easier to transition going from east coast to west coast. It's so much harder going from the West back to the East, even on a two-day trip, right? We've had business trips. that were two days. We've had some that have been extended. Your body adjusts to the clock, the time, and everything else that goes on with that. And for whatever reason, that next day, you're just tired. And then you're dragging, and you're dragging for two days, right? It just happens. We're talking about taking an eight-hour flight going from New York over to England, Right? now now all of a sudden let's let's talk about what is happening here to the body and for the buffalo bills and for sean mcdermott well actually stevie d let let me let sean tell you now that this what i'm playing you here stevie d is courtesy of the buffalo bills and the sean mcdermott press conference the other day
3: well as i said after the game we, we have to evaluate everything um you know, not just what, what went on on the field, but off the field in terms of our our overall plan and, and the research you know, that we did um, to put us in that position. I think the one thing that is not out there to even research is when one team goes over, you know, 12 days ahead and the other team comes over, you know, following that. So we, we didn't have much data on that, to my knowledge, um, and I've got that secondhand information through through the.
0: So, Stevie, did did that freeze up on you a little bit? No, no, we were good.
1: But yeah. you know, Rob, throw up, throw up, Rob's comments there. You know, Rob, Rob's got some good comments there. Uh, I know some of this is stuff that we, you and I, have talked about, right? Um, and uh, it, like here, right here, right. It, it, this comes down to the NFL giving the Jacksonville an unfair playing advantage, and that's just the, that's the that's the honest to goodness truth. Because they allowed a team to play two games in a row in country of, of England, right? Yeah. Where you, you guys had to fly across. Now, I do think that Buffalo needed to prepare better to get over there earlier. But at well, the
0: there, end of there, the day, there, there, There's more to this DVD. There's more. And pick out some things as we listen to McDermott.
3: Well, again, I we would start over again with our process and, and the research that, that we would um, do again, just to make sure that we're yeah, doing the right thing. And I know Baltimore's over there or going over there now, I believe. Yep. And, and I think Tennessee's coming later, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I think, again, the more that more people do this, where there's a team playing and staying, I think there's more, there'll be more data available, right. To study it and, and see what works best. Um, and so I, you know, from what I've been told in order to really acclimate, you've got to get out there 12 plus days ahead of time. And of course we had to play a game before, so we weren't able to do that. So, um, but again, we've moved, we've moved on. Congrats to the Jaguars. We're we're looking at the Giants.
1: You know, it's interesting, right? Uh, 12 days, I think is excessive, uh, but I'm not an athlete. I've been there twice uh, for work. Uh, I spent 14 days and 17 days in country. Uh, It didn't take that long to get acclimated to it, uh, but I'm not playing a football game. Um, to it so I thought 12 days was a little excessive but again he 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 calls it out he he if they were to do it over they would go earlier I can't hear it, you you all right now I got it,
0: you yeah what what he said what he said in and, and this is this is what I would I wanted you to catch that we need to get more data what data it, do you need to get people have traveled from the beginning of time, from the East Coast to the West Coast. And definitely since the Wright brothers came up with their invention and we started making flights. flight, you, you know what jet lag is. What data do you need? But you've been thought, flying over
1: there for years, though.
0: You thought you were going to be the smartest man in the house, and you thought that we're just going to treat this as a regular week, and it's just like us flying from – from Buffalo to LA or Buffalo to Seattle or like them flying from Seattle to Buffalo. That's what you thought. You miscalculated. And it was a bad calculation because teams have already talked about the jet lag. You know, it's real. And you set your team up for failure. That's what you did. That's the problem that I have. And this is the problem that I've had with this coaching staff. They do some good things. Yes, right. You pat them on the back, but sometimes they do some things that are some head scratchers and you have to wonder why. And as you start to unravel and peel back these layers, and I was telling this to you and we kind of were talking the same thing the other day, right? And I gave you the example I give you the example of a time time travel, right? We we see these movies and, and they talk about time travel. And they say when you go back in history, you can't change anything because you're going to alter what happens after that, right? Yep. So let's go, let's go back though, and let's just think about what ended up being the end result. Not only the loss, but the injuries that we suffered. Now the injuries that we suffered. They were freak injuries, right? Those freak injuries happen, and I can't say unequivocally that it happened because of that, but could it have been that if Milano was properly rested that Milano may have been able to seize things a little quicker, right? Because we know that he's a qu- he reacts very quickly. Maybe he doesn't put himself in that same position. Maybe he's a little faster to the to the ball. Maybe he's in a different position. And now you're not bit backwards like a pretzel all contorted. I don't know, right? And, and maybe I'm fishing for that, right? And, and I'll be the first to say I'm fishing. But certainly I would say that if you were there in advance, your team is more awake, more, more receptive to everything that's going on in their environment, and you're better prepared there's no data that you need. You yeah. don't need to get a team of data scientists to sit down and say, "Okay, the body's reaction to traveling 5 hours times x plus right. the tangent of the cosine you don't Hold need on. to do uh, this.
1: No, no you don't need it because you know what? You have this oh! and we've been going team's have been going over to London for I don't know, eight years, multiple times a year they've been going over to London. You can't pick up and call a GM and say, hey, how did you guys handle that? What What did you guys do? So to say you need more data when you have the cell phone, you can call people that have already done it if you needed more information. Yes. Right? Yes. Seriously. What data, data scientists do we need for this? Well, but, you know, Rob, Rob brought up some more points that I, I know we, we have talked about, you know, one-on-one about. One, think about what it's done to your – To you lost the home game. For what? Well, the, 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 and thank you, Robin. This is
0: what I was talking about last week, right? I was on my soapbox last week. If you want to do this stupid thing, right, because first of all, at the end of the day, we are not going to have a by country continent league, right? It's just not going to happen. And so it's the NFL, it's the United States where this game is played, right? If you want to have these exhibition games, use your preseason games, use the Pro Bowl. This is what we talked about last time. Those games are fine. You're taking a home game away from us. Or you're taking a home game away from one of the teams to go over there. For what? Uh, Now, that home game, A, you deny the fans of that city the ability and the opportunity. Now, Bill's Mafia travels well, so so that's not – but you're denying those fans from going and attending the game at their home stadium. That's one thing you're denying. You're denying the team from playing in front of its home fans in a packed rabbit environment. That's 2 You're denying the home field advantage that you get for playing at home. That's three all for this game. That should be an exhibition that now becomes kind of a coin flip becomes a coin flip. Because if you don't have the proper data scientists to tell you when to leave, then you get over there and you're jet lag. You're playing a team that's been over there for two weeks. So obviously they have met the, 12 day threshold required to be okay for the game, right? And then, now, and then then don't get me started on the grass or the turf, but you go through all of that. Now it's a coin flip against a conference team that, and a very good conference team who I will be battling down the line for home field advantage, seeding in the playoffs, or hopefully home field advantage and seeding in the playoffs. And now I'm going to have to use this game. As the tiebreaker, this makes absolutely no sense. If you were going to do it, this game should always be interconference games. If you had to do it, right, right? If you had to do it in the regular season, it should be interconference, non-common opponent. That way, there's nothing that you could use down the line in the tiebreakers from this farce
1: of a game that they had overseas. I'm with you on every point. We we, man. We talked about this so much over the last few days. Um, I mean, I'm speechless on it. I I don't like the London games. I don't like the German Germany games. I I just think it's a waste. It's it to expand the game for what? What for more merchandise sales? For what? What I mean, your your revenue growth. I okay, you're telling me you can't come up with new innovative ways in the States to to increase revenue that you got to go overseas and think about what you're – it's – Yeah. All
0: right. So I – and then I listen to McDermott, and and I think about you, what you say about Salah, and and I understand. I do understand that when you're in that position and – You're sitting at the podium, there's things I can tell you, and there's things I can't. You and I both know in our roles in leadership, right? That you you, when you talk to your staff, there's certain things that have been conveyed to you through your executive chain that you can't convey to those down below. I get that, right? And so there's things that McDermott can't say to the fans publicly. There's certain things he can, right? But when you tell me. That the research and the data and that you think 12 days, when you say all of that, that either you're saying that Bill's Mafia and really all of football fans are a bunch of idiots out there. Or you're telling me that you have an incompetent group over at one Bill's Drive. It's one or the other. Right. You could come to the podium and you could say, you know what? We miscalculated. We thought that by leaving on Thursday, getting there Friday. We you know, that would be enough time to be to to really be acclimated and ready to go. We we made a bad, bad right. judgment. Right. You could say that people wouldn't be happy. Right. But you could say that. But at least you're not calling us a bunch of idiots or you're not calling your staff. It's one of the other. Stevie D. It's one of the other. So I, you know, again, when I look back at this game, there's a lot to talk about, you know, and and I'm going to go through it in the keys because really through the keys, it kind of harkens back to the the night. One more thing. If you're going to have the game, Mm -hmm. put it on at 2.30. That's what, five hours difference. That's a seven o'clock start. Put it on at 1 30. That's a six six o'clock start. Wait, what are you doing putting the game on at 9 30? I just barely woke up. Hey, you're killing me. You're killing I know. me. I, I mean, I had a joke
1: it, around did you set your alarm clock?
0: Wow. It's so early. But in, in all seriousness, hey, we wait, we wait six months of the year for this time of this time of year. Right. Every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Monday, right, that's that's what we enjoy. We enjoy it by having wings and having yeah. beer and, and having whatever, right? It's a ritual. Well, who has wings? Well, some people do. But who has wings and beer at 9 o'clock in the morning? I, I felt like I was at Wimbledon having, having crepes in, or French Open with crepes but or whatever they have.
1: But you heard the state of New York allowed alcohol sales before noon. Because the bills were playing before noon, yeah. So no, I didn't. Dr- I, the I, drunk I didn't were able to get get to, to, to drink,
0: <laughs> but it's 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 just I know I just I, dumb, dumb. And, and of course, my bills are on the receiving end. Anyways, I I digress. I digress. DVD, because uh, we're we've gone a little long today, and we thank everybody that stayed around. Rob been great. I know. Um, it, it, <laughs> And, and, and I'm looking here. Joey's trying to get him. We can't get Joey in. We were hoping to have Joey on the show having some technical difficulties. Hopefully we can get that squared away. But what I wanted to do, Stevie D, you know, I, and, and I'll go through this relatively quick. There's some things I want to talk about here. Again, I go for the play 60. Right. We didn't play 60 in our last game. Right. And that's why I said that this is static. Each and every week, you have got to play 60. I use play 60 this time, Stevie, because that's the NFL thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you've got to stay in that moment. You've got to play for 60 minutes. And you got to be ready to go from the opening kick until that final kneel down. You, you have got to, and you've got to play hard. One of the big things that hurt us against Jacksonville and is starting to trend a little bit is the inability to get off the field on third down. Now what's helped us in the in the in our previous games has been our ability to get turnovers. Right? right so yeah. you've converted your third down, but then we were able to apply pressure later on, get the get the sack fumble, get the interception, what have you. And so it kind of offsets, but enough is enough. We have got to get off the field on third down. Enough of these third and long conversions. Right. I still have nightmares from the Giants Super Bowl game where it was what uh third and eighteen and oh. they gave up the conversion. Yeah. It, it still haunts you. Get off the field. Okay. And then offensively, we have got to stay on schedule. What what, it, what is concerning me with the offense? We we are too reliant on the bigger play than the methodical down the field. And uh, I believe a lot of that harkens back to where I've talked about our offensive line. And I have that under our players to watch, but our offensive line, you know, you can look at pro football focus. You can look at whatever you want to look at. If you look at the all 22, it will tell you. Our offensive line struggles and continues to struggle to create consistently create holes in the running game. That's why the likes of a Devin Singletary or a Zach Moss or now a James Cook or Latavius Murray or Damian Harris, that's why these guys are struggling to be consistent in the run game. Yes, we have had position battles where we have won, but it's not week after week. And in order for us to be successful – If, especially if we're bringing Josh under center, play action fake does not work when your running back is getting negative yards. I have nothing to worry about with the run, right? My linebackers are not coming forward if my defensive line is beating your offensive line. It just doesn't happen. So if our offensive line starts to really start to create holes, allows these backs to be able to gain the four or five yards of carry, be productive, go forward, even three yards, go forward. Now the game plan that Dorsey has talked about that he wants to change, bringing Josh under center, doing play play action fake, being able to create that separation, be able to create those voids. So that a Diggs, Davis, Shurfield, whoever it may be, Knox so that they're able to to get those intermediate passes. You could do that. But it's one step at a time, and you've got to win that O-line. That goes back to, as I said, staying on schedule. Instead of being second and third and long, right, now you're second and six or second and five. You're third and two, third and one, and you're converting and you're moving forward. And then you're able, as you continue to move forward, now you can open things up. Stevie D, un- under the players to watch, I look at Josh Allen, Um Basically, the Giants brass has familiarity, right? Knows his strengths, knows his weakness. We're talking Dable, who was his best friend, right? In his ear, in his house, in his locker. They 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 were joined at the hip. Knows him, groomed him, right? Helped Josh become the the, the quarterback that we know and love today. And that that's who's on the other side. So don't think that Dable doesn't know what his strengths are and what his weaknesses are, right? So Josh has got to be the best Josh that he can be. It's up to Dorsey to help Josh with this because they're going to be telling him, you know, what to do, what to look out for, things of that sort. I talked about the O line; they they have to create the holes. Linebacking core we talked about earlier. Milano going down, so now we're looking at Terrell Dodson. We're looking at Dorian Williams. Um, you know, we're we're looking for these guys to step up, get your opportunity. Right. It really that flows into the next one for Kyrie Elam. You're getting your opportunity. Dane Jackson actually has been listed as questionable. We don't know if he's going to play. Haven't heard the confirmation, you know, by us going here on Wednesday. We don't know what the final injury report's going to say. But, you know, I'll put all three of these guys together. This is your opportunity. This is what you wanted. Right. For for Elam, you're a number one pick. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a first-round pick. It. Trade it up, up for, for it. Trade it up for absolutely. And I get it. Elam is a man guy playing in his own defense, right? You're going to have to find a way. You're going to have to find a way. Now, and as much as I say, Elam, you're going to have to find a way, I'm going back to the coaching staff for Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott, now the defensive coordinator, you're going to have to find – that's right, square peg round hole you're going to have to find a way to make Elam successful within this defensive screen. Do you have mixed coverages, right? Do you kind of roll help or do what do you do to help Elam so that he can be successful? Going back to Zach Wilson, when the kid was in college, he was a standout. Now you're bringing him in, into the pro game You have got to take advantage of what his strengths
1: are. Think think about this for a second, because it it more relates to the position. The Jets traded Darrell Revis to Tampa Bay. It did not work in Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay played zone and he's a man to man guy. And it was not successful. It was a really a bust for the Tampa Bay Bucks, and he wound up leaving. Right. And so, where everybody was hyped that they got Darrell Rivas, but the coaching staff didn't realize what they had, and saying his strength was man to man, let's play man to man on 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 you know let's let's change the scheme right to play yep. to his strengths because we got a really good corner, and it didn't work in Tampa, and he went back to a scheme that was man to man. I think he went through- and, and it's not an easy transition, and, and, and that's what I think people fail to
0: realize. They think it's just interchangeable. Right. You're in there. We're going to call man. That means that you're going to be, you know, man up with this guy. We're calling zone. You're just going to sit here. Well, no, there's a lot more responsibilities that you have. There's ways that you have to position your feet. There's ways that you're coming out, especially coming at the, at the line of scrimmage, the way that you have to open your hips. Sometimes you're just in a straight back pedal, where the other time you're opening your hips and you're starting to run. Right. There's different things that you have to do. And, if you're not accustomed to that, if that's not where your strength is, just like Rebus and like what we've seen so far with Elam, you you potentially c- could, you know, really suffer. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I do question, I'm torn because this was the guy that I said Buffalo needs to pick. <laughs> right? We picked him, but I'm torn because the Bills brass, they knew what they were drafting. They knew this kid. And if you know that this is your defensive philosophy, why would you bring somebody in that doesn't fit into that philosophy? Makes you wonder. So, Stevie D, hey, we're going we to go, hmm. <coughs> Sorry about that. Stevie D, we're, we're going to go to our week six picks. We, we have gone long I, and I'm, again. I'm, I'm done with these picks. Are you kidding me? I, <laughs> I can't pick a pick from the front side of a barn. <laughs> For th- those that have stayed with us, uh, what I will say at, at my record of fifty-four and twenty-two, I will start uh, making my services available on a one-eight hundred number. Uh, you know, your first your first call is free, uh, but I will make sure that I give you the winners each week, each and every week. Uh, no, a- as we look at it, you know, we're both aligned in the Kansas City. Um, you know, it, just going through this week, I was trying to find what's that that. Big game. What's the big game, Stevie D? And I couldn't find it. That's why there's no stars here. There's no stars. The closest one may be Detroit and Tampa Bay. That may be the most intriguing game of the week. No disrespect yeah. to your, your Jets and Philly. Unless you can stop the the, the, the tush push, um, I, I don't know over there. So I didn't give you a start. Maybe New England-Vegas is a, is an intriguing game to see if New England can score any points, <laughs> right? I mean, they're going up against Vegas, who is horrible, right? This, But, you know, maybe I should have put a star here. Josh McDaniel versus Bill Belichick. That's what it is.
1: Josh there McDaniel is. puts the nail in the coffin for it, Bill Belichick. It, there it is. Josh um, McDaniel then resigns from the Raiders <laughs> to take the head coaching job of the Patriots. You heard it here first, Rob. Rob, we got it. We figured it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Your question from three days ago now it feels
0: like, but yeah, we figured it out. But no, in in all seriousness, Stevie D, I really don't have a a game on here that really resonates. Right? We thought last week San Francisco Dallas was was going to be a big game, and and it really didn't. It kind of it kind of fizzled on us. So we do have our picks. We'll, we'll post them up on our website. cBD D, uh, before we go, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, um, what, what, what can, can you tell me? Ooh, sorry. <laughs> Don't know what happened there. Can you tell me what the University of Miami football team – was doing when they played Georgia Tech. Can can you provide any insight for me for, for me to understand this?
1: You know, that's a play that I would do when I'm 12 years old playing NCAA right football <laughs> because I want to play every play and I don't want to take a kneel down. Yeah. And I do something stupid to lose the game. How a coach of a program, any program at any level, not to take a knee when the game is over, should be fired right after the game. Because if you're that, and the the reason that he gave at the end of the game was even more puzzling to me than the call of not kneeling. He said he lost track, didn't he? In so many words, because he said because they just got the first down and all the stuff was going on. What does that mean, coach? What does that mean? Okay, because everybody knew to take a knee except for you. I guarantee you, your quarterback was what? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm not full for that coach, but he wasn't running the play. He, but again, should the quarterback have taken the knee? No, and that was the right play. I can't fault. I can't fault the college no, kid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding you. It's for. I'm having a little fun because we had. It, some fun it, with in all. Play. In all seriousness. In in all seriousness, why not? Maybe he would have gotten more kudos if he would taken a knee, and it goes to the side of the coach. I, I know you told me to run a play, but the game was over. I didn't know if you lost talk at the time, so I took a knee. I, I'm showing you my my Madden awareness.
0: Oh wait, Madden hold move. on. We may have. We may have a visitor. <laughs> Is he there?
1: Good Lord.
0: <laughs> we got you. I've been you. trying
2: to get on here all day.
0: <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. So I got
2: You're to here. my iPad and went to the other one, and I'm like, I'll just get on the other one.
0: <laughs> well, we're, we're glad. We're, we're almost wrapping up, but we're, we're glad you joined. <coughs> Excuse me. We're, we were actually, hey, there it is, Bill's Mafia in the house. Um we were actually. I don't know if you watched the game. Did you or did you hear about um, the University of Miami versus Georgia Tech in the just the debacle at the end of that game? No. Okay. Yeah. So we were going over it because the time's running out. They they have the ability to just take a knee, and instead of taking a knee. Uh, Mario Cristobal, the coach, decides to, to hand, the, hand the ball off, and it was a la Pasarczyk, right? They they fumble. Georgia Tech, you know, ends up scoring on a, on a late touchdown with no time left on the clock. And, they, and the coach is giving some unknown excuse as, as to, um, you know, why he didn't take a knee. And so, you know, we were just kind of going back and forth. Stevie D, you know, you, what were you saying before? As far as um, – just you know, at the oh, being fired! You should
1: have been fired right at the end of the game. The athletic director yeah. should have called him and said, "You know what? You're taking a different flight home because that's the yeah. stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life."
0: For sure, for sure. Because
1: they were around the top twenty-five. Yes. You can forget that.
0: And, and, and it costs you. It, and it cost you. One other thing, Stevie D, college football related. Yeah, you, you know, anybody who watches the podcast knows that. Um, uh, not only are we Jets and Bills, but uh, we're also Coach Prime fans, so you know, they have a bit, they have another game coming up. They had a real tough game, and we had mentioned before that to anybody in the Pac 12 playing Colorado, this is your national championship game, right? Except for uh, Oregon and USC who have loftier goals but when you start looking at arizona arizona state you know schools of that ilk when you play colorado right you're you're given the best that you have they had a nail biter they were able to come out of it which is good which is good uh but what i've heard is that there's the potential travis hunter is able to come back this week Uh, um if he's ready you know and i think coach prime when we see let me put it like this when we see travis hunter play will know that he is fully healthy. Yeah. Because Prime will not put him on the field if he's not a hundred percent. The the other thing is a lot of shade, I don't know if you heard it during the telecast, at Shador. Where they were saying Shador was taking sacks on purpose to make sure that his completion percentage was high. And I thought that was exactly that that was the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. Do,
1: do you think of a player is thinking about completion percentage in the middle of a football game? Is that what this world has come down to?
0: Absolutely.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Hunter will be be legit. But, no, you're absolutely right. And, And here's the problem. If you're taking a sack, think about you're running the risk of getting hit and getting hurt. Who wants to go out there and ruin the potential of being a first-round pick just to make sure that you're at a 73% completion percentage instead of a uh, 70 or 69%?
1: you are talking about an athlete that's competing at the highest level. Yes. You think he's going to take a sack? These players are driven to win, win on every play, not just win every game, to win on every play. that To think that they have a thought that I am taking a sack here it's got to be one of the most moronic things I've ever heard of. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, Stevie D, uh, we, we do have Joey here. Joey, really glad you finally were able to make it. We know last week during during the podcast, you and Stevie D kind of uh, got into it a little bit.
2: Yeah, it is what it is. He's a Jets fan. I can only give so much love, you know.
1: <laughs> I love it. The Battle of the East, baby. <laughs> but I, I think
0: at the, at the end, like end of the you were
2: saying, Like Go you ahead. were saying about that coach in college, there's a coach like him and who's a coach for the Raiders. I mean, I, I don't know how many times this guy can keep making stupid mistakes and keep a job. Oh,
1: yeah. we're been talking about the Monday night game, another blunder by McDaniels.
2: I mean, that yes. dude, that, yes. I, if I was the owner, I would have done canned him. But you know, I, I think the, owners the are coaches that, that they've right. had before him weren't much to talk about either. So you know, well, they're it, used to that. Well,
1: it's to your point, Joe. Right? It's like how much money you're going to pay the old coach that you fired, and now you're going to pay out money to McDaniel because they overpaid for him. <laughs> so, yeah. At some point, yeah, they
2: overpaid I, a lot on it, everybody.
0: When when you look at the Raiders, they're looking at McDaniel's and saying, "You're part of that you're that tree." If we have to have you, right? Because other, other than that, the way that he has created his own track record, he has already proven that that he is not trustworthy and he's not com- in my in my opinion not competent for that head coaching position.
1: Yeah, I, I thought he did Derek Carr dirty, and I thought he did, uh, and he's doing Josh Jacobs dirty.
0: Yes. Yes. Now, Jimmy G, on the other hand. Eh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I told you what I
1: saw in the game when he threw that pick. You know, OW Sports After Dark. They panned to the stands. There was two older-looking ladies that looked like they were um, adult actresses back in the '90s that were cheering them on. I'm just saying he's he's got that allure from that, from that industry. So
0: yeah, they Stevie. they were they were holding up the signs.
1: <laughs> Jimmy G,
2: TV, who do you guys play this week?
1: We got the Eagles at home.
2: The Eagles at your home? Yes. Jesus, that it just don't get any easier for uh, Wilson, does it?
1: <laughs> no, but, you know, it. whether it's Wilson or, or Rodgers, we knew the, the first six games of the year were going to be really tough coming out of the gate. Um, and then right after this game, it kind of loosens up a little bit when we have three games where we're not facing, you know, top defenses in the league. Uh, but this is going to be a tough one yeah. for Wilson,
2: about it. Right. So, well, it's like our game this weekend. It can go one or two ways. Either somehow Dubal can find a way of doing something to stop us, or we we could run right over him. But it just depends. I mean, we had a lot of big injuries. <laughs> a lot like this defensive line. And, and I don't know if it's just me, but does Sean McDermott look for hurt players so he can get cheap guys for this defensive line instead of going out and getting a real defensive player? Or is well, what, do it just, what, 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 what do you mean, though? We don't have money.
0: What do you mean when you talk about looking for hurt players, though, Joey?
2: Like it seems like we're always looking for that good guy who got hurt, that we're looking to rebound and make it or break it year so that he can go somewhere else. And then if he doesn't, he keeps getting hurt. And we get stuck with these people like Phillips. And, you know, um, Von Miller has been hurt a couple times. And Trey White's gone down. And it's like, you know, it's like.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I think when, when, when you look at the injuries, when, when overall, when you look at the injuries, Right, you can't predict when when somebody's going to get hurt, and a lot of the guys that we have, you look at Trey. Trey's homegrown, right? We drafted Trey. Uh, actually, was part of that infamous Mahomes trade. We drafted Trey, right? And you know what what he suffered right now is different than what he rehabbed from before. It, it's just it's freak. I actually, to be honest with you, Joey and this is what I did not get into, Stevie D, when we were talking about London, I have a problem with the league in the field, right? Because in the Tottenham Stadium, they pulled the grass off of the off of the track and they put turf on there. And it wasn't even NFL great turf. And now you have, now, granted, Fairfield for both teams played on it, but that's no excuse. That's, you're right. There, that's no excuse. Turf, it's no
2: excuse. Turf is horrible. How many players has it took out?
0: A it, lot. That's exactly right. And,
1: and that I have an issue with I mean, Aaron Rodgers,
2: right off the bat, they spent all that money and did all that stuff, and bang, he's out 21 seconds.
1: No, 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 no. That's just the history of the Jets. doesn't matter if it was turf, grass. They could have been playing on pillows. <laughs> This was bound
0: to happen to the New York. (laughs) That 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 is for sure.
2: Well, hey, I was trying to throw you a bone there, man.
1: (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) But hey, Joey, we're gonna have to. And I'm sorry. I'm glad you're on. I'm glad you're on. But we're gonna have to because we went a little long. (laughs) Normally, we're an hour. (laughs) We actually were running for two. But uh, we, you know, we want to pick this up. And I'm, I'm glad you're able to get connected, so we can do this one a little bit later. But let, let me go ahead and wrap it up. Stay on, and let let me wrap this one up here. So CBD, and, and definitely glad that that Joy was able to connect. Yep. Great show, a lot of talk, a lot of interaction. Rob, thank you for for jumping in, chiming
1: yeah. in. You
0: know, a lot a good. great point, by Rob. Again, a- absolutely. You know, and um, you know, I I think that now I have a new nickname for you as well. And you know, I, I need to thank Thomas for that one. So do, do you want me to say it?
1: You know, you better be careful. I control certain things for Tom.
0: <laughs> then I, I will, I will leave it at that. I, I will, I won't go any further, but uh, you know, now, I, now I got something in my, in my back pocket. That's good. <laughs> but uh, no, it was fun. Stevie D it really yeah. was got a lot of good stuff out. And again, appreciate everybody who jumped in, chimed in and, appreciate you know the growing follower and fan base we, you know welcome to one into all um good place we we love the chat love to chop it up uh from time to time we have some great interviews with some folks that are out there so we hope you're enjoying the content um and it's just going to be growing by leaps and bounds so for my co-host stevie d i'm vince we'll talk to you soon